This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hi, you're listening to Sports and Corks. I'm Emily. And I'm also Emily. And we have a ton of stuff to talk about this week, so we'll just get right into it. Um, men's basketball. Duke, UNC, Kentucky, and Michigan State are out out of the AP Top 25 um, for the first time in a very long time. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Some might say that the blue blood tide is uh, maybe changing. Maybe it's too early to panic on that, but um, it's, it, it might be happening. I don't know. <laughs> I think we're seeing the turn of many things the changing of the blue blood guard exactly. <laughs> exactly like i think that baylor and gonzaga are they're first in line they're like we're here we're ready we want to join this club no we are the club now so like it's it's you know different season for everything this season in the coming seasons might not necessarily be for duke unc michigan state and kentucky that's all good there are other teams that deserve to have a chance at being the guard yeah, and Baylor is not, you know, they're not just good this year. Like, they've been good for several years now. So, oh, for um, sure. People might be like, why, they, you know, whatever. Why Baylor? Like, they've been good for a while. So, um, Gonzaga and Baylor are still number one and number two. Um, Baylor, it'll be interesting to see if, like, if Gonzaga wins out, if Baylor leapfrogged Gonzaga uh, because of like the teams they're playing and you know getting more impressive wins I don't know if that would happen but um that doesn't typically happen but who knows um we'll see about that um Alabama is undefeated in the SEC um and that's kind of interesting they're at, you know people don't think of Alabama as a basketball school um so Houston and Iowa are also doing uh, pretty well and they're moving their way up the AP poll. Um, Michigan. Michigan. People, people are all about Michigan. We were kind of all about Michigan. We're like, they're a great team, you know, whatever. They're looking good. I don't know. I'm like, it's, maybe they're a fraud. <laughs> maybe they've been way overhyped and they're not really that good i oh, they I agree with they, that they lost to minnesota they bad. lost to minnesota it was bad minnesota is also ranked they're not ranked as high as michigan so minnesota is up there like they're in the top 25 and when michigan hosted minnesota they put a beating on them like they beat minnesota 82 to 57 so it's, I think it's a fair, it's fair enough that like 10 days later, 
Michigan would not come necessarily prepared to play Minnesota. Like, I think they probably were like, that was an easy win. We don't need to prepare. I, I'm not convinced. I mean, if they lose to Maryland tonight, so we're per usual, it's Tuesday. You're listening and it's probably Thursday. Um, Michigan will play Maryland tonight. If Michigan loses to Maryland tonight, then I will agree that Michigan's a fraud. <laughs> um, maybe maybe they're not a fraud. Maybe that was a little aggressive, but people were putting them on the same playing field as Baylor and Gonzaga. Never. And it, that after that game, it's very much clear to me that they are not of the same caliber this year. Uh, Gonzaga and Baylor have just been incredibly consistent all season. And yeah have not lost a game like that. I wouldn't say, well, I mean, they have a loss, but like they haven't played a game like that. Um, so yeah, well, we'll see how Michigan progresses. It'll be interesting. Um, women's basketball call. Yes, most definitely. Um, the CU buffs women's basketball team knocked off number one, Stanford in overtime which was a huge deal. Uh, very exciting for them. It was CU's first win against a top-ranked team, a number one team. Um, they won by five points. So that's incredible. It's very exciting. It's a big win for Colorado. And, like, both men and women in at CU are doing pretty well. Um, they're getting a lot of good attention, which, like, you love to see it. It's Tad Boyle, who's the men's basketball coach, he's been there a minute and like he's done some good stuff with the program, but I think this is going to be one of their better seasons. And then of course, for the women, like that's a huge win. Stanford's been number one for weeks. Like we've talked to y'all about this. So um, big win for them, not so much of a big win for the Pac-12 because Stanford is now not number one. but that wasn't the only upset in women's basketball. Iowa State ended Baylor's at-home winning streak of 62 games, the longest current home court winning streak in Division I women's basketball, and it was the Bears' 58-game Big 12 regular season winning streak. Like, Iowa State was like, we're going to just mess up your winning streak. And you love to see it. Uh, it changes things up. It shakes things up. The Baylor women's basketball program – again, similar to the men's program have been good. And like the women's program, arguably like probably more consistently good um, recently. And like for like, probably for a longer amount of time, the women's team is very good. And so um, I think this is like a minor setback for them, but they're still a strong team. This is a huge win for Iowa state. Um, the women's team is now ranked and um, they it's good. Iowa State needs this because their men's basketball team. Yeesh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Baylor is setting the clock back to zero on all those records. Sad, kind of a bummer for them, but very impressive regardless. It, it is. And it's like Kim Mulkey, she didn't seem like the most concerned from the interview I read. She was like, yeah, you know, whatever. So they're moving on. They're going to do really well. I wouldn't be surprised if Baylor was in the uh, Elite Eight for women's basketball this year. Yeah, that would check out for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But with those two upsets and specifically the Stanford one, 
Louisville is now number one for women's basketball, which good for them. That's a good look. Um, n- nothing super exciting to say about them because we're not the SEC, as it turns out. We're in Colorado and Texas, not really SEC <laughs> country. Um, but Texas will be home to, it is confirmed, uh, the women's NCAA tournament. So San Antonio will be the site. It'll be kind of bubbled like the men's will be in Indiana. So big things happening in March for basketball. We very excited for the college basketball bubbles. And then um, SEC college basketball. I just say we're not an SEC, like in SEC country. And here I'm going to talk about Asia Wilson and how she, her statue was revealed. She played at South Carolina. She did so well there. She's now plays for the Las Vegas aces. She's a very big deal. Um, And that's just like big news. And it was revealed yesterday, which was MLK day. So she like was feeling a lot of feelings about it all positive and she's like this is just so big so at 24 years old she has a statue I can't even remember what I was doing at 24 years old <laughs> yeah it was very cool um social media was a buzz <laughs> and for good this. reasons yes um definitely want to talk about the um, NFL another reason for the for social media to be a buzz absolutely um we are down to our final four teams um which is crazy like but it's just come so quickly it feels like um (laughs) yeah but we have the packers matching up against the buccaneers and um then we'll have the bills and chiefs so um let's just do the same thing here again who do you want to win each game and who do you think is going to win each game one packers Packers to win okay packers ready for the Packers to win. And that is because sorry to any friends who are Buccaneers fans. I just, I'm not on the Tom Brady train and I refuse to. And so also like I drew for the Packers, even if Tom Brady wasn't the quarterback, <laughs> like honestly. So hoping the Packers, I do think that the Buccaneers might eke out a win. What about you? Mm. Um, I think the, I don't know. They're playing in Lambeau though, and it's going to be freezing and probably snowing. So (laughs) for those reasons only, like if it was supposed to be nice there, I would say the Buccaneers, but I think the Packers are going to win. And if both teams could lose this game, I'd be fine with that. Maybe that's my hot. That's, you know what? That's my hot. Everyone loves the Packers. I am just like, they're America's team. I, I don't know. It's probably because I'm a Seahawks fan, but I'm just like, I, I get tired of the narrative that they're one of the best teams in the league every year. Like, I feel like Packers fans consistently think that. And yes, Aaron Rodgers is an amazing player, but I, it's just, I've grown tired of this subject, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, so I guess I, want, I only want the Packers to win because I don't want the Buccaneers to win. Don't have anything against Tampa Bay, but same thing with you. Like, I'm just over Tom Brady, and that's how I feel about that. <laughs> um, but you obviously want the Bills to win against Chiefs. Do you think they can do it? Ooh, I 
I think they can. I, I feel I feel cautiously optimistic about this game. I have I'm going to share a very disgusting part of my existence with you all. So my roommate for Christmas get, got me a Bills Mafia t-shirt and I've been wearing it for every playoff game. I have not washed it. So I'm hoping that like I wear this shirt and the Bills win. Otherwise, I'm going to be wearing a dirty shirt in vain. For no reason. No reason other than I thought that it would help them win. I did explain this to my roommate where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, just, I'm not going to wash this shirt. I'm going to keep wearing it because they're going to keep winning. It's kind of like the playoff beard. And my roommate, uh-huh. not really a sports fan, uh, was like, uh, okay, so <laughs> I'm going to wear this shirt. I'm going to hope it works. And like, if it means I have to fall asleep at halftime, like I've been doing, I will do it. I'm okay. I want them to win. I want the Bills to go to the Super Bowl, and I'd be kind of sad if they went against the Buccaneers because, not because I'm like, oh, the Buccaneers will win. I'm not wanting to hear the commentary around the Buccaneers against the Bills. Like mm-hmm. everyone will be so focused on Tom Brady that people will forget that the Bills just had an incredible season and they yeah. like they made it to a to the playoffs. The fact that they even made it to the playoffs for the first time in like 25 years, it's a big deal. So um, I think the, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> no, it's fine. I think that's great. I think the Bills narrative will get more attention uh, if they end up playing the Packers. Um, I agree. And there, there'll be less of the like naysayers. Cause you know, people, even since the bills keep winning, people are like, the bills aren't even that good. Like Baker Mayfield's a better quarterback than Josh Allen. And like Tom Brady would totally beat them. And like the people who were, who wouldn't even like count the bills in they're like, well, it's going to be so cool to see Patrick Mahomes play against Aaron Rodgers or, um Tom Brady or Drew Brees when the Saints were still in it I'm like that the audacity yeah they they're gonna come back stronger than a 90s trend just like Taylor Swift come on now Mm. (laughs) who do you want to win the Bills Chiefs game I definitely want the Bills to win um Although, like, I would be fine with the Chiefs winning as well because I like Andy Reid. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't, I don't have as much disdain for the matchup as the other <laughs> game because <laughs> I was like, like, if if the Bills and Chiefs could be playing in the Super Bowl against each other, like, that would be what I would yeah. want out of this. But that's not how sports works. So, <laughs> um, I I do think the Bills will win this, though. Um, I think the Chiefs, you know, they let. Uh, the Browns kind of make a comeback, and I, I think that the Bills can get this one. I like your optimism. Also, it should be a good <laughs> matchup. Um, folks listening, if we offended you in any way, I hope that you enjoy watching the game of your team and your choosing. I hope that you enjoy a beer while you watch it. So next week we'll come back with who. Oh my gosh, next week we'll be talking about who's in the Super Bowl. Yeah. This is bananas. And the Super Bowl is like the last sporting event really that happened before COVID hit last year, like the last big one. So it's like definitely a milestone that we're back there again. It's like so strange. I'm ready. I'm so ready for the weekend. Like that 
performance, I feel like it's going to be so fun. Yeah, I think they'll both be close games. I don't think either of them are going to be blowouts. No, no, these should be two good games. And so... Unless, like, there's a big surprise, but I... No, I guess if Patrick Mahomes can't play, if he's still out in your concussion protocol, then that could make things interesting. But um, I think that's the only way that we get a blowout game, maybe. I don't think so. (laughs) Probably not either, because, like, he didn't play really last week either and they did fine so <laughs> exactly I think I think it won't um, be a blowout because the Bills aren't really a team that does blowouts um yeah no I think it'll be if anything if like the Packers or the Buccaneers if either of those teams start to run away with their games they would happily make it be a blowout mm-hmm. just that checks out yeah yeah just thinking about those teams and like the the personality of the team rather like i could see that happening but we shall see we shall see um i'm talking about the nba mm-hmm. so yeah you have a fun fact for us i do have a fun fact per usual i looked up some random fact so the average nba team is worth 2.4 billion dollars I'm doing the Dr. Evil pinky to mouth thing. <laughs> just like, what? When I saw that, I was like, oh, wow. Um, sure, they're worth that. Um, thank you, Sportico. Would you, if you had to guess which team was worth the most, who would you guess? Well, I don't know which team is worth the most, but I, I believe I know which, like, the top three are. Okay. Can I get can I go with that? Yeah, guess the top three. <laughs> okay, I think the Nets, are they one of them? No. No. Um the Warriors? Yes. Okay. Um the Lakers? Yes. So in the Nets Is it the Knicks? It's the Knicks. The Nets oh are gosh. four, but otherwise you would have had it in the right <laughs> order too. Dang. Um the Knicks, which is like insane because they've been so bad for so long. I but well, I was surprised to see it's the New Knicks York. and the Nets. Yeah, that's true. It's a brand, I guess. <laughs> brand matters. Such a big deal. So yeah, they're they're okay. the Knicks are worth um five point four two billion. The Warriors are worth five point two one billion. The Lakers five point one four and the Nets three point four. So averaging out all of these teams, that's how you get to the two point four. Uh math people. Please don't check my math. I, I literally went to a sports website that told me this. I will send, I will, it's fact checked, peer reviewed. I'll send it your way. But that's your fun fact of the week. Um, you want to talk about actual athletes and teams? Sure. Um, but yeah, that's great. And I, I feel like the Lakers, because of their legacy over God knows how many years, should be like by above and beyond. Like, you would think one of the more you know, like I would think like the Lakers, and the Celtics, Celtics are five. Like okay, so legacy wise, like they just seem kind of like the biggest brands, but um, I guess they're up there. So um, the Bulls are yes, six. 
even though the Bulls okay. haven't been good in a what, minute. Are, what about the Pistons? Are they the Pistons in there anywhere? I'm pretty low. Are, let me look. The Pistons are number 20. They're only oh, like one point okay. seven. I mean, like, I guess million. I'm just thinking of like Dennis Rodman and that whole oh. era. But Fair. anyways, um, so we have another stat for you. Jokic, our own Nikola Jokic, is leading the NBA in both total assists and assists per game so far during the regular season. Um, so he's putting up some big numbers uh, that may garner some national MVP discussion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so very exciting. Fun to see. You'd love to see that because Jokic gets, I feel like, so much crap. And now people are seeing that the Europeans, they're here and they're ready to ball <laughs> out. And even though he might not look like he's running very fast, he balls out. So we we're a big uh, fan of Euro ball on this podcast. For sure. Oh, yes. We stand. So <laughs> um, random sports updates. You have a women's soccer update for us. Yes. So the women's national team is back. They're out there playing. And they took the win against Colombia in an international friendly. They won 4-0, um, and they play again on Friday. And for women's soccer fans, um, they'll be playing the She Believes Cup. It starts on the 18th of February. So get excited. Women's soccer, it's happening. It's coming back, which, again, is very, very weird to think about when a year ago, like, I went to an international friendly in Houston and then was talking because the She Believes Cup was going to be in Dallas, talking to a friend. We're like, oh, well, tickets are really expensive, but like, oh, we'll watch this. And now we're back here and what a trip. What a wild trip. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, love to see the women's national team succeeding. They're thriving, some might even say. <laughs> definitely um another random sports that we don't typically focus a ton on but like we always you know kind of bring up occasionally um hockey is back uh the abs are expected to do well in their division um and we like to see that because um emily is from colorado and that is where i currently live so um yeah it's good stuff hockey fan or for non-hockey fans but are trying to get into hockey the way this season's looking a little bit different (laughs) it's broken up into three divisions east west and central it's made up of each division's made up of eight teams to cut down travel because the thought there is if you're not going from california to toronto to play hockey it'll lower your chances of spreading covid um and sure maybe um and especially now with like Canada and the U S like um, there are several or a couple teams in Canada that are in part of the NHL so that the regulations are different, different countries for COVID protocols. So um, it's a little bit easier to just have it broken up like this. And um, it's, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun way to do it. They're playing less games and um We'll see about the abs and how well they do specifically um, 
they have a a forward Nathan McKinnon who is one of the best active players that has not been part of a team that has won the Stanley Cup. So um, he's up there with like Taylor Hall and Ovechek and uh, Sidney Crosby to kind of watch out for. Um, and uh, for, I guess, for defense, we're going to talk about uh, forwards. I guess I can talk about defense. Uh, Roman <laughs> Josie, Victor Hedman, Shea Wape, Weber, all favored to do well for defense. That is your hockey update. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it was definitely a bit more complicated for the NHL to figure out what how to make things work with the Canadian teams than the NBA. Um, the NBA just has the Raptors, and the Raptors are now the Tampa Bay Raptors um, for the season. Yep. <laughs> so we get a little Floridian vacation. Um, but, it's, you know, the NHL had to do things a bit differently. So... Um, little bit of a realignment there what is your game of the week surprising literally no one who's ever interacted with me on the internet in person via a zoom call the buffalo bills versus the chiefs (laughs) what is your game of the week well typically we try and pick different games but this week i just couldn't do it i was looking at the different schedules for different leagues and i was like there's nothing that I'm ex- as excited about this week as the Bills and Chiefs game. Um, so sorry to double down on that one, but um, I, I'm feeling similarly to you, although I don't have nearly as much at stake, uh, but very excited for that game. I feel like I'm going to make a cheese wheel or something for not a cheese wheel, like a bri- baked brie. That's a cheese wheel. So mm. I'm very excited for this game. That sounds great and filling and perfect. Um, pro tip, use phyllo dough. You can buy it at the yep. grocery store. Makes an amazing crust to it. It is pretty easy too. Yes. So much easier than like puff pastry dough. Love it. Yeah. It's great. Yes. Um, what is your hot take this week? So my hot take is looking further into the future than the next month of life. It's looking into roughly a year from now. I'm thinking our Cleveland Browns are going to win the Super Bowl in 2022. Okay. That's, I think that's definitely a hot take. Like the Browns are, you know, they're making progress in the playoffs compared to what they uh, obviously have typically done. It's <laughs> in a very recent <laughs> past. Um, yeah. Not so recent, actually. Very long past. 25 years. <laughs> but, uh, it's not impossible. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling very good about the Browns. Not, not, I mean, I like the Browns. I think it's fun. It's similar to the bills where I'm like, ah, oh, the underdog, I want to see you win. Um, unless they're playing the bills and I'm like, I want to see you lose, but <laughs> wait, we're good. Um, yeah, I think that they're, they're a team that's rebuilding that I, I could see them doing really well next year and making it to the Super Bowl. We'll see. All right. <laughs> What's your hot take? Um, similarly, uh, mine also involves the Super Bowl winner, but my projection is for this season. I think the Bills are going to win it all. I hope you're right. <laughs> we it, would be, it would be the story that America needs this yes. season. <laughs> yes. Um, so... 
like of the the four remaining teams like they would be the cinderella of of the group you know they're also i think in terms of their fan branding the easiest to get behind Um, yeah they do a lot of things right yes which we will discuss um coming up soon on bigger than sports um i believe at least yes we will um what wine are you enjoying with your sports that there is a lot to watch there's a lot of games to watch so what do you have i am having a pinot noir it's poppy and i'm it's a very nice and smooth pinot um it like it's a good winter one. It's not too sweet, but it's also not like, a, you know, when it feels really heavy in your mouth, drinking a red wine, mm-hmm. like it feels really light and, and good. So not too strong, which because I'm weak when I drink wines and sometimes it feels like it's attacking my sinuses. Um, <laughs> That's a cute name too. It is. And it's like, it has a cute label. A friend um, gave it to me and I was like, man, this is, Ooh, I like the bottle and I like, and this tastes good. And it's a good, it's a good winter wine that would pair really nicely with snacks or a hamburger. It's not too fruity. Sounds lovely. Yeah. What wine have you been drinking? Well, I'm going to deviate from the wine pick for the week and instead of going with a vodka pick, Whoa! Um, <laughs> big things. I don't think I've ever picked a vodka before. No, I don't think um, you either. <laughs> but um, when I was home for Christmas, my dad and my brother were having Moscow mules, which I've always really wanted to like Moscow mules, but I don't like ginger beer. Mm. So I have the thought of swapping the ginger beer for the ginger ale mm-hmm. um, because it's like a lot sweeter, which... I definitely like sweet things. Um, So what my revised Moscow Mule is, is um, ginger ale, uh, lime juice, like just squeeze a couple little wedges and drop them in there. Um, And lime absolute vodka. And it's just a great infusion of those lime and ginger flavors. But um, if you're like me and, you like a little more sweetness in your mixed drinks. It's it's a good little concoction. So that's that my fresh. recommendation for the week. <laughs> it is kind of fresh. And it's like a normal, I feel like it's a pretty normal drink where if you had one on like, I don't know, with your when you're watching The Bachelor, like I've done this, you're not like, I'm drinking a whiskey and coke this feels weird i'm not at a bar you know like it's a it's a mixed drink that you can like have at home and not feel weird about it i guess um, so that's my recommendation i like that people need that kind of recommendation because of the the season we're about to enter in terms of like the super bowl and then when we get to march madness and it's like ah, oh, i'm gonna start watching basketball at 3 p.m it's a little weird to drink like a beer right now, but like a fresh drink. It's like, ah, oh, this is refreshing. Sure. Yeah. So you, we're giving you options, people. <laughs> we are. We're here to help you all. We are people of the people, if you will. Um, do you have any personal plugs this week? The usual listen to Tailgate Society podcasts, because we pretty much 
run the gamut of topics. It's a good time uh, from bitter units where you can hear about beer to matinee baseball where it's uh, they talk about different movies and old man strength, just like some really fun life stories from Tim and Chris and then culture check where we've entered a series of talking about TV shows. We just talked about Watchmen and this coming week we'll be talking about Lovecraft country. So if that is your jam, hit us up, subscribe and leave a review. And that is all I have for my plug. What about you? Um, just one quick thing. If you guys have anything you want us to talk about in upcoming episodes, send us a DM or an email. Um, it's been a while since we've done like a random obscure sport. Uh, that's always fun to dive into. So maybe we can do that again soon. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we also haven't talked about dating in a while, which it's COVID. So, but there are still funny things that we can talk about. So I think that'd be um, interesting. Yeah. Let us know your ideas. That's all I have for that. All right. Let's jump into our favorite portion of the hour. Not that this is an hour, but <laughs> bigger than sports. Yes. Um, since you are a member of Bill's Mafia, I will you do us the honor of taking that one away? Oh my God. I would love to. I love this. It makes me so happy to like, just see what Bill's Mafia is out here doing. So Bill's Mafia is like big on donations for whatever. Very very community minded. They are very community minded, very, um, very much wanting to help people and just like very kind it's like oh man like you just want to be nice to people and it's like it's so happy to hear things like this so um Lamar Jackson he is the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens who the Bills played this weekend and he um was injured and so then Bills Mafia the fans of the Buffalo Bills donated more than $360,000 to Lamar Jackson's uh blessings in a backpack charity and like that is bananas that like these fans would just be like, yeah, like, let's just like donate. Let's just, let's do the right thing. Like it is so, it's so cool to see. And yeah, that was like, they're saying around like 13,600 fans. So I'm sure since that, like since these numbers were given, it's gone up and like same with mm-hmm. like the amount of money they donated and like, Oh, it's just so cool that they're like, oh, yeah, you got hurt. Let's donate to your favorite. Like, you you got hurt, and you're now out of the playoffs. We're going to donate to your favorite charity. Like, what? Yeah. Oh. Someone on the opposing team. Like, I can see if they did it for, like, a Bills players charity. But, yeah, it's pretty incredible. So, props to, to them. Love to see it. Do you want to talk about Utah? Yes. Uh, So the new owner of Utah Jazz um, has pledged a four-year scholarship for every Jazz win this season. So um, it'll be given to students uh, who are underrepresented or in a minority group to attend college. Um, And he said they're trying to use their platform to uh, drive proper change that should have been done a long time ago. So um, it's kind of a unique thing to do and something that we definitely support and are excited about i hope the jazz win every game except for the games they play against the nuggets <laughs> there you go well they did uh they beat the nuggets the other night so i know i believe it's hard to keep track of all the nba games you know there's so many in the season but um 
So there's one. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought Salt Lake City? Love to see it. The Utah Jazz. Big big things happening in Salt Lake City. Not just the Jazz, but the uh, Real Housewives franchise has been getting rave reviews. Ooh, <laughs> man! Salt Lake City is on the Salt up, Lake is on the up and up. It's 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 on the come up. It is. It's it's people are like, oh, mountains. That's cool. Yep, easy to navigate city. Ooh, we yep. like that. Pretty close there's to a, doing anything else. I like it. Yep. There's a, you know, easy airport to tr- travel to a bunch of different places. There's a bougie scene, bougie social scene there, surprisingly enough. And uh, lots of great ski resorts and some good sports teams, too. So Good coffee shops. Yes. And Salt Lake City, we're, if we haven't sold you on it, like, let us know what we need to tell you to make you want to pack everything and move there and, <laughs> you know, leave Denver. Everyone wants to go immediately to Denver. They don't think that Salt Lake City exists. <laughs> it's very funny. Cost of living there is a lot better than in Denver. For now. Until <laughs> it's another selling point. Yeah, true. I mean, like, right. until everyone's like, oh, wait, Salt Lake City is cheaper than Denver instead of living in... I would assume that the then, majority of transplants are from California. It's less it's less country to travel across if you're moving to Salt Lake City from California. True, yeah. Just some food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> With that. We will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening. Go Bills. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.